This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Great moment just before we came down into the Boomsies lair. Producer Tim and Z Money relived my welcome to Orno moment as Brian Bickle, Stanley Cup winner, was parked in front. Having a chat. We're just having a chat. That's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get with small town living. Small Town Strip Club. Let's hit it. Let, let this one breathe, Z-Money. Let it play out. Nice musical interlude gets you in the mood. For podcast number seven. Booms is number seven. They said we wouldn't make it to number two, but here we are. Still sitting. We did it. We're almost into syndication. Oh, we've got to make it to 100? That's always the uh, the number that we had in mind for anything we did. 100, you get into syndication, and then it's, then it's free sailing. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, whenever they sign up for a new streaming service, I would love a glance at their bank account. Because every five years, they go to a new streaming service, and I believe they each pocket like $200 million, maybe 250 maybe even more now. Good job, guys. Larry David, the most low-key rich guy probably on earth. Love what he's doing. Keep it up, LD. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that I discovered something over the weekend that I didn't know happened. Dusty Baker, who is still on this earth, was part of the invention of the high five. I heard it in passing on a movie I was watching. And then I did the deep dive on the internet, and it's true. 1977, hit his 30th home run of the year, crosses home plate, and his teammate Glenn Burke was standing there with his arm up in the air, and he's like, I figured I'd just slap it. And then the world changed. What were they doing up until then? The the river dance? I guess a lot of low fives, a lot of handshakes. But they even wrote in the write-up of that game about the high five. It wasn't called a high five. It's probably called like a extended arm greeting. Oh, he gave him the old extended arm greeting. And then I found out about Dusty's nickname. Came from his mom because he always played in dusty areas of the yard. My nickname as a child was Ripper. Not because I was ripping toots. Because I guess I always ripped up things. Getting rid of the evidence at an early age. But the Romans? No one high-fived there? No one thought of raising their arms in the cavemen? Do Do we have video evidence to go back to? Oh, no. Caveman, no video. 
1977, the year the high five was invented. I was born and the high five had still not been invented. Sorry, this just rattled me. Welcome to Boomsies. Glad you're here. Hope you're having a great week. I like to get into corrections. We only have one, really, from last week's podcast regarding Randy Travis. I mentioned how my mom asked why Randy Travis wasn't at the Super Bowl halftime show. And I said, well, uh, it would have been great if he was. And then someone pointed out Randy Travis had a near-fatal stroke back in 2013. Put him in a coma, and they performed brain surgery to save his life. As a result, he's alive but can barely talk, and daily life for him is a challenge physically. His singing days are over, but he seems very content in videos his daughter puts up. That's from uh, Russ H. So, thanks for the update on Randy Travis. I wasn't seriously thinking he was going to perform. But good to see Randy Travis this year. I haven't brought out, uh, if you're watching the video portion... The Randy Travis Storms of Life LP. Put that baby on repeat. We're lucky to be taping here today because the podcast studio was flooded the other day. I came down um, to get something out of the studio. Probably one of my uh, Blue Jays commemorative cups drinking out of the George Bell juice this week. Stepped on the carpet and I uh, said, who peed here? Did did a cat go pipes? Uh, nope. We had a minus 20 day followed by nine degrees and rain and it all came inside my house. So uh, there was a lot of cords sitting in water. I brought down the towels, put the uh, portable heater on, and uh, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we're still alive. So we uh, survived that disaster. I got a new vehicle. Bamsies! On previous podcasts, I... Explain how my uh, other car stopped working. You go night-night. They say you need a new motor. So I was driving a rental around for a bit. A beautiful Chevy Malibu. Could not find the button to open the trunk for the life of me. They hit it somewhere in the car. Could not open that trunk from the inside. Hey, Malibu, fix that. Anyway, I walked into a dealership in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. I said, I need a vehicle. They said, uh, we have one. I said, I'll take it. I'm a salesperson's dream come true. So I said, when will it be ready? They said, oh, a couple days. I said, I need it today. I'll be back at five. They said, that's not how it works. I said, well, let's pretend that's how it works for today. They did it! Bamses! <laughs> and here's the thing. I, uh, I spoke of buying a car previously in my life. And just before I bought it, the guy's like, do you want to look under the hood and see that there's a motor here? I said, sure. I have not looked under the hood of this new vehicle. There may not be a motor. And I don't give a f- because it works, it's got four tires, and when I hit start, it turns on. I don't need to know anymore. Got a great deal. I believe I did the 211-month lease. Perfect. Driving this thing till I'm 97. And I have to admit... I did something that I always get mad at people for. I bought a vehicle that looks like an undercover cop car. 
I swear at those people. So when you're about to pass them on the road, you're like, oh, man, that's a cop. Then you look over and it's like a family singing along to old McDonald. And you're like, you idiots. Who buys that car? I did. When you need a car in eight minutes, you get an undercover cop car. That's the deal. Prisoners may still be in the vehicle. So I'm that guy on the highway that you want to give the finger to because uh, you're wondering why he bought that vehicle. Because he needed a vehicle in eight minutes. I have two vehicles now. The other one, you're done. Motor, go bye-bye. So here, here's the thing. Help me out. I'm brainstorming a few ways to pay for two years left in a car that doesn't work. Here's my first option. I do memos to pay for it. So I, I'm on this memo service where you book someone to do a video message for your birthday or bar mitzvah, your divorce, your wedding, your whatever. So I did the math. I only have to do 417 memos for that to work out. So that's option number one. Option number two, I do a live feed, drive it around Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, which is about 10 minutes from here. Great racetrack. And people bid on what kilometer the engine will stop working. So it could be entertaining. I don't know how we make money off that. Option number three, we beat the out of it with baseball bats. You buy a ticket, then go to town on that car. You don't like me? Even better. Bring out that rage. You take a shit in that car. I don't care. Just give me the money. Okay, so we've got three options. Here's option number four. I sell it part by part. You want a hubcap? Perfect. Side mirror? Even better. A steering wheel? We got one. A seat? Sure. Four brand new tires? Yeah, they're a month old. Got to buy them all four, though. Can't buy one. You need to buy four. You want the winter tires? Got those two. Option five. I've always wanted a boat. We turn that into a marine vessel. I've got towing capacity on this new undercover cop car. We've got a boat. So let me uh, know which one of those are the most viable options for my car predicament. I should not be allowed to buy cars. Bad leases. Bad maintenance. What are you going to do, right? Don't let the little things get you down. Easier said than done when you're standing there looking at a car that doesn't run and you need to get somewhere. Oh, and um, every podcast behind me, I uh, usually have a wrestling figure. Last week was uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. This week, switched it up with a little lino from the Thundercats. He's got a working device in which you hit this little button on his end. And he does a very graphic movement. Lionel, what are you doing there, bud? He's supposed to have the sword, don't have the sword. Just like I don't have the parrot for my Coco Beware doll. Remember uh, Lionel's catchphrase? Thunder. Thunder. Thundercats. Oh! What'd you call me? Oh! My favorite character on that show to this day. Snarf. <laughs> it's just fun to say. Lionel, what are you doing? Snarf, snarf. He was always very timid. He was described as Lionel's wet nurse. Snarf, snarf. Chitara, I remember her. I got a crush on her. 
And Mumra, the guy they were fighting, he was scary as f***. He was like a living mummy. I was scared of him. And when I saw the Wizard of Oz for the first time, and to this day, the witch and the flying monkeys, get out of here. Get me out of there. As a kid seeing that, come on. And to this day, whenever I see an adult riding a bicycle, I think of the witch. Because the scenes where she rides the bike so upright and scary, even when she's not a witch. Well, I guess she doesn't ride the bike when she's a witch. Because she flies. She's got a, a broom. And was the lady who played the witch in anything else? Because I think she'd be typecast. You're that witch from Wizard of Oz. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Ah, you got me. Once a witch, always a witch. Man-made undies. Manmadebrand.com. They provide underwear to our emails of the week. The most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear. They gave pairs to my two producers, producer Tim and Z Money, and the reviews are in. Here we go. Z Money's review. Try uh, do it in the way he talks. These man-made boxers are amazing. They're super comfy. Look great. <clears throat> Sorry. And stay in place. The fabric is smooth and offers terrific support and cuppage. The perfect fit. They feel individually molded for your manhood, making the rest of my underwear drawer a thing of the past. Wow. Z money, you've got a you've got a job in marketing after this. That sounds like you cut and paste that off the website. And a lot of you wonder why I, I don't hear from Z Money and Producer Tim. We don't have that technology down pat yet. We're we're looking at a new system in which they will be able to chime in. I don't know if I want that system. Here's here's Tim's review. I feel the same way about my man-made underwear and socks as George Costanza did about his velvet tracksuit. I would drape myself in them if it were socially acceptable. So yes, if you get the image of Eeyore alongside producer Tim, you're in the same ballpark. Eeyore, definitely no high fives. He's a donkey. Good on the uh, Winnie the Pooh and gang still hanging out with him. Because that guy was clinically depressed, but they didn't let him go away. They checked in on him. They made him part of all the reindeer games. Oh, sorry, that's Rudolph. They made him part of all the forest games. Tigger, he's on speed. Like, check Tigger's cave. What's going on in there? Hey, guys, want to play? I don't know. Maybe Tigger should have had Eeyore over, and that would have fixed Eeyore up. Can we get a reboot, and that happens? I also want a um, live-action Mario Kart movie where all the characters are are real life. You have the, the stuff going on in the garage. You have them racing through New York streets. It'd be awesome. So Nintendo, make that happen. And how do you not just put out 50 Mario Kart games a year? It's a ratings winner. Families love to play it. Kids love to play it. Everyone loves to play it. Just keep putting them out. News of the day here. This is a weird one. 
hundreds of people jumped at the chance to stay at a new jail in Zurich, Switzerland. They're going to test run the new jail with selected volunteers. They'll not be paid and will be treated as inmates. Strip searches are optional. The volunteers also have a safe word if they get cold feet. So they've got to stay there for three days or one night? I'd do it. But maybe they're brilliant and they did the Homer Simpson. They got these people to try out the jail for free and then they're like, yeah, gotcha. You're done. You fell for our trick. You're in prison for life. But I don't want to be in prison. Well, you are. You're so dumb. We looked into your past and now you're staying here. I also talked to a friend of mine that was at the Super Bowl. We went into detail about the Super Bowl halftime show. He was in the stadium, and he said, well, first off, I said, oh, that was awesome. Like, were you jumping out of your seat? He goes, I couldn't hear anything. All you heard was the bass and the sound echoing throughout the building. So we were treated to a spectacle at home. And this guy goes to a lot of big events. And he said, next year? And the year after, and the year after that, I'll be watching it from my couch. Much better experience. So there you go. Spend $5,000 on a Super Bowl ticket or spend uh, 50 bucks on snacks at home. He's going with the $50 option. Time for a little email action. Oh, uh, my guest today is an Aussie. Aussie, 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 oi, 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 Andy Lou. She reached out to me on Instagram, and she said, I want to come on your podcast. I said, sure, why not? And she's going to be here talking about uh, Australia. She's an author. Uh, she's going to be talking about health and wellness and dating tips. So get your pens ready. get to our viewer email we got a lot of them our email address is yeah ya let's talk at gmail.com <laughs> another one of these this is from Emmanuel. hey dan i love watching you and dan every morning i uh, i'm dan i loved watching you and dan every morning on that network before heading out for my day even my wife misses you two together on TV. You and Dan are truly inseparable. Hi, I'm Dan. I also miss the Jay and Dan podcast. Did you ever find out who Olga was? Olga was a pen pal I had in Russia. She reached out to me. And I, I kept the game going because I wanted to know what the end game was. And it turned out to be she wanted me to send her money to fly here. But then I said, but I'll fly there. She's like, no, no, I've got no time off. I, I need to go there. But I'm like, that makes no sense. If you're flying here from Russia, that would mean. Anyway, it fell apart when I kind of called her out on that. And I believe Olga was probably a 50-year-old man somewhere in the world in an internet cafe. Man-made boxers are amazing. Their 2.0 boxers are even better. Way to go, Emmanuel. I'm Dan, by the way. I'm Dan. Love your new podcast. This is from Nash. So glad to hear your voice again. I love when you say, boom, you're done. It makes me feel good. I'm 12 years old and love your podcast. My dad is 40. He loves it too. So you're all the ages, I guess. You're done. Nash from Windsor. It is fun to say. I have buddies now who just call up, you're done. <laughs> or boomsies. And I'm like, I wrecked everyone's brains. Or are there people on social media who've watched the Olympics and they're like, if I hear boomsies one more time, I'm jumping through my TV. So the Olympics are over. We made it. It was... Uh, it was a psychological test, and you did it. 
We made it. Hey, Dan. I was listening to the latest episode of Boomsies, and I paused it as my wife was walking up to me as I was milking cows to tell me I was going to be a dad. What? That is very cool. Thanks for being there during this moment. Boomsies. Milking a cow, boomsies. You're told you're having a baby, boomsies. We're a part of your life. From Sean. I love the podcast. It's perfect for long drives. All the other podcasts are about murders and cults. Correct. That's all they talk about. We're the only ones who stray off the murder cult path. Hey, Dan. This is Z-Money's younger brother, (laughs) B-Cent. I just wanted to say hi and thank you for giving my brother a job. He was having a hard time finding work after his failed rap career based out of the schwa. Hey, it's not failed yet. It's just on hiatus. Could you please also send me some man-made undies so that I too can know the feeling of what it's like to have my nuts held? Glad to see you back on the air, and thanks for making my drive to and from work bearable. Hey, boredom, you're done! Way to go, B-Cent. This from Stephanos. A few years ago, I was in Chicago for a wedding. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got to put on my glasses here so I don't stumble all over these things. There we go. Fix these babies up. I actually had to... um, Make the font bigger on my phone. I went one click bigger. I'm not at I'm not a granny font size yet, but I had to go bigger. Couldn't see it. I was fooling myself. A few years ago I was in Chicago for a wedding and managed to score tickets to a Hawks Preds game six. Went to a place called Meatheads for lunch. And they had a bickle dog. All proceeds to the Bickle Foundation. There were prizes if your basket had a gold sticker under it. So sure enough, I order a Bickle Dog, and after enjoying every bite of it and wiping away the mess, there was a gold sticker. I won a Blackhawks hat signed by Brian Bickle. As soon as you mentioned his name today, I could taste that dog. P.S. Hawks took the series that night to move on to round three. Ah, Brian's got to be. Got to be proud. When someone thinks of him, they think of hot dogs. I haven't had a hot dog in two years. We took an RV trip. This is the summer before the pandemic hit to PEI. Highly recommend it. And one of the joys of being in an RV is you have access to a microwave. So you can get a hot dog, a hot, hot dog while you're driving. We ate approximately 30 hot dogs a day. We have not had any since. The novelty is worn off. Hot dogs, you're done. Hi, Dan. I'm loving boomsies, especially the you're done segments. Great undies from you would be, well, weird. Getting undies from you would be, well, weird, but then it would be coolsies. Big dog, Rob. This is from Eric. The pod is great. I wonder if you realize it's an ad agency pod. Loving all the slogan and commercial ideas. Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons, Golden Corral. You're the new Nathan for you. If you've never seen Nathan for you, Canadian goes into businesses and tries to help them. It's amazing. Can we get Nathan on Nathan Fielder on this podcast? Okay, I got a shrug from Tim. We're at uh, shrugs. Dan. I have no underwear. They're all gone. They vanished. I am underwearless. My only option is go to Winners and get some Pumas, but there are no Winners nearby. (laughs) Please send underwear. I've been commando for two years. Talon. Talon, you go to manmadebrand.com, you get some Canadian undies. That's what you got to do. Tim just... Tim, I got to take off my glasses here. What were you showing me there? A a timer? Okay. 
So I don't have time for this big email. Okay, we'll get to that one next week. I did find out about your new podcast by commercial last week, and boomsies, I'm all caught up. My question for you is, do you plan to have Jay as a guest on your show? Okay, I get that question a lot, and here I'll address it. I think I've addressed it before. Jay wants to come on. We would love to have him. But Jay and I both have Catholic guilt, so if I invited him, he would feel guilty about saying no, so I'm not going to invite him. I'm going to leave it to him. If he says, hey, have me on the podcast, he's here. Because I don't want to put him in the awkward situation. Hey, Dan, sorry for the email spam. I actually really, really enjoyed this guest. That's about Alicia Risling. Why did they dub that an Olympic sport but not ring at? He's talking about skeet shooting. Who decides these events? Your producer, Tim? Oh, yeah. I do have to read this lengthy email, Tim. Then, then we'll get to our guest. This is a good one. This is going to be the man-made email of the week. So, Cobbs is getting uh, some man-made undies. Hey, Dan, wonder if you can help me out. I went to a wedding approximately nine years back at Blue Mountain Resort in Collingwood. My wife was in the wedding party, and I was at the dreaded plus one table. I decided to make up a fake life story that I was on North Bay City Council, conversation piece to talk to the other plus ones to entertain myself. The guy across the table from me introduced himself as Tim and worked on a certain sports network. Genius story, boomsies. I've always been a big fan of your show and asked Tim if he knew Jay and Dan and how they make me laugh each morning. He was reluctant with his answer. I couldn't tell. He didn't want to discuss further. So as time passed during the midday reception, I gave it another shot. Rephrased question. He again was reluctant to answer, politely I might add. But his wife intervened and said, everyone thinks those guys are so funny, but they're not. Double boomsies, conversation, you're done. I always wondered if that was the producer, Tim, and was unable to find out the answer to this question. And if it wasn't, we need to find this guy as he definitely deserves a pair of man-made underwear. He won up me big time with the genius fake life story for the plus one table, posing as a casual but tight-lipped producer, Tim. Producer Tim, was this you? No. A hard no. So someone is posing as producer Tim at weddings, but kind of not saying he's producer Tim to up his street cred at weddings. Brilliant. That is our man-made email of the week, manmadebrand.com. If you put in the code word boomsies in the notes section of your order, you get socks. Guess what I'm wearing right now? Man-made socks. Guess what I'm wearing right... Oh, Tim's got them on, too. Tim's wearing them with sandals. Not a good look. I also have them on my uh, my under things. Man-made undies out of Montreal. They're changing the way underwear is supposed to be... Ma- well, <laughs> that's not good. Changing the way underwear is supposed to be worn. No, you still wear the their underwear the same as you wear all under- other underwear. It's not on your head. It's just you don't want to take this off. Seriously, if I get to my underwear drawer and there's none in there, I don't wear any until all my memades, all my memades are clean. You'll do the same. Manmadebrand.com. Check them out so they can continue to sponsor our email of the week. Now, let's get to our guest. Award-winning author, best-selling author from Australia, Andy Liu. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dan. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. See, was that <laughs> was that a good Australian accent? You actually still sound UK, British, Cockney. Yeah. I know. I do it horribly. This is the first time I've ever spoken to someone on the phone or by Zoom who's actually in Australia. So this is the, I'm 46. It's taken me 46 years to talk to someone who's in Australia. Wow. Well, I'm 48, almost 49. But this is the first time I've spoken to a Canadian that isn't in caught up in all of the stuff that's going on over there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you poor things. <laughs> so have you ever been on a Canadian show? No. Oh, my right, first... look at this. <laughs> and your first Canadian show is talking to a guy who's in his basement. Okay, so I have my, my Australian questions. Are kangaroos nice? 
Um, yeah, why not? Like, I think you guys think that they stand on their back feet and box because you've seen too many. Like, but aren't they? Aren't, don't you see a lot of them on the side of the road after they get hit by cars because there's so many? Yeah, so they used to be nice before that happened. Yes. And I mean, they're still technically nice. But yeah, it's a bit of a shame because obviously, yeah, accidents happen and there's wildlife everywhere. But it's surprising how many Australians live in Australia but have never seen a kangaroo in real life. Have yeah. you? Yes, I have. Okay. okay. It's a beautiful thing. Do you like Vegemite? Love it. So sorry for those who think it's gross. So it's what is it? It's yeast, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know what? You can get the gluten-free ones now. But to be honest with you, it's not that healthy. So as a wellness expert, I don't recommend the actual Vegemite that has all the preservatives and the yeast and all that sort of stuff. But there are more natural ones now. So they call them veggie spreads. Okay. Um, and they have a lot of B group vitamins in there, which make people feel really good. I think the flavor is odd, just like if you were to go to Holland and you had the salty licorice, but it's just an acquired taste. Okay. Uh, what is fairy bread? <laughs> oh, it's another unhealthy Australian thing. White doughy, not good for you, floury bread with butter. I know you tried to say butter before. Can you butter. say it now? Butter. With butter. Yeah. Butter. Butter, that was it. That was butter. it. <laughs> and with like a sprinkles on top, right? Yeah. So sprinkles. Look, I made them for my son's birthday once, but I used the sprinkles that didn't have any artificial colorings because those are the things, not just the sugar, but the colorings, the artificial preservatives in them are the worst. And I know lots of parents know not to give their children artificial food coloring. So fairy bread, not so good for you, but definitely an iconic Australian thing to eat. So do you get fairy bread at a birthday instead of cake? You get both. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen snow? Uh, yeah, the first time I saw snow was actually in Japan, in Hokkaido. And um, yeah, I was about 19, but I never saw it in Australia until I was in my mid-20s. And then I finally went on a snowboarding trip because of a television show that I was hosting about Melbourne lifestyle. Who's your friend? Ah, that's Ron. That's Ron the cat. <laughs> You're about to get whacked in the head with its yeah, tail. I just, have to, I just <laughs> have to move him out of the way here. Uh, what are super? <laughs> what are super dupers? They're um an icy pole, but I think in kind of like freezies, freezies. Yeah, is that what you call it in your yeah. country? Yeah. Or yeah, freezy in a plastic thing. When someone drops a glass. What do Australians yell? Uh, don't buy from Ikea ever again. <laughs> Supposedly you yell taxi. Oh, you didn't give it context. Oh, I, I guess, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In a bar, if somebody drops their glass or beer or something spills, it's like, oh, taxi, which means you're out of here. You've had yeah. too much to drink. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Is Crocodile Dundee a popular movie there? Um... Did that just come up on your screen? No. What was it? <laughs> An email. Oh. Um, no, just because you're recording. Um, Crocodile Dundee, is it a popular movie? Or do you guys look at us and say, oh, man, that's embarrassing? No, no, we think it's good. Paul Hogan okay. is an iconic actor. He's a legend. And, yeah, it's a great movie that still gets watched. Are big spiders a thing you actually have to deal with there? all the time oh yeah. wow okay yeah. yeah yeah you don't you got you don't have spiders is it too cold there or something no we have spiders but they aren't big like they're as i always tell my daughters i'm like how big are you and how big's the spider like i'm not i'm not scared of spiders but i always see videos you always see them go viral of like a spider that's the size of ron walking around a house in australia i think the small ones are scarier oh because they're deadlier yeah so much so yeah yeah, but we have a lot of cockroaches here too, which I can't stand. I mean, they're harmless, but oh, they're just so gross. Yeah, they live in warm climates, um, <laughs> so we don't have those here. Okay, let's get to uh, making ourselves better because, uh, as people can probably already tell, you're just uh, you're just full of life, full of energy. Uh, even just messaging you before this interview in the in the days lead up, because we were trying to figure out the time change. There's a 16 hour yeah. time difference, so we're like, yeah, what time is it there right now? So. But so you, I'm in the future. Yes, you are in the future. 
Yeah, I really am. Like today is tomorrow here in Australia. <laughs> and we survived, right? We survived, you we said? We all survived. And <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It's a nice time to be alive. Okay, see, that's the positive energy you had because uh, I believe we messaged on a full moon and you said, like, take in the full moon energy. Are you a believer in the full moon energy? Yeah, well, I am because I'm a Cancerian, so we're full moon babies. Any other crabs out there will know exactly what I mean. But we all actually do synchronize with the planet, which is kind of why um, I wrote a book called Connected, actually. It's my mm -hmm. eighth book. Here it is, Connected, a paradigm shift in how we view health how we're connected to the earth um, and how we need to be connected to ourselves and to community to really experience full well-being. But being in synchronicity with the lunar cycle is very healthy. A lot of women actually menstruate on the full moon and when they do it means they're very fertile or their hormones are just working really well. Um, and I um, also understand that we and our emotions change when the when the moon changes because you know how the full moon affects tides mm -hmm. well um guess what we are 70 to 80 percent water too so the full moon affects our tide or water and that's why people go crazy the full moon you know well, what should we do during a full moon like should we do anything that we because most people just say yeah, it's a full moon tonight and go on with their day well, not. a lot of people, funnily enough, drink a lot more, drink a lot more alcohol during the full moon and they get really wasted. Um, so you should definitely avoid Taxi. alcohol <laughs> yeah, during the full moon um, and use that full moon energy to set intentions. It's quite a powerful one. I know a lot of people do yoga and they call it gloga under the full moon. Um, and that was actually my friends in San Diego opened me up to that notion and a lot of people, you know, like candles, set intentions and journal and create goals. And it's very powerful time to do it. Okay. So that's something to do during a full moon. You said get more connected. Um, on a previous podcast, someone sent us an email and they said during the pandemic, they found that they found a better sense of community because you couldn't do anything because our lockdowns were pretty much as stringent as it was in Australia. So you got to know your neighbor. You wouldn't pass them on the street and just say hi. You'd actually stop and have a conversation. Have you found the same to be true during the pandemic? You know, with everything in life, is there's light and dark. There's good and bad. There's right and wrong. There's mean and kind. There's night and day. And the real, I believe the only real science is quantum physics, where you acknowledge that there's always both and there has to be both. So I really honestly feel that what happened was a lot of both. A lot of pe people felt very isolated and sad and neglected and you know just isolation is just so unhealthy um and then that would either force people to go out and get connected to understand their neighbors and where they are and and just you know know that they exist um and reach out and a lot of people didn't there's still a lot of homelessness around um which really breaks my heart um so we don't always have the support that we all need to do that but often when people are in, you know, on their knees, that's when they really look up and find the light. So hopefully a lot of people did do that and perhaps this interview will inspire them to do that too, to know that, you know, you sometimes have to hit rock bottom to go up or to really see the darkness, to fully see the light. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah and to know that the light shines so much brighter um, when you have seen that extreme dark. And that the wheel always turns. And if we look at the law of impermanence, nothing in life is permanent. And to stay grounded and balanced in the notion of knowing that, that when you are on your knees, there has to be a time where you're going to get back up again. And when you're up, not to stay too elated because there could be a time when you fall back down again. And sitting somewhere in between of that is what I call, you know, the heart of love or being in a balanced state. The analogy I used on a previous podcast was uh, falling off your bike. And getting back on again and knowing that you're going to get flat tires, you're going to have rainy days, but it's just getting back on the bike, knowing what's down the road. Um, hey, I had something um, I wanted to ask you, and that's about these, about our, our self, about, about oh. our cell phones. Yeah. They're a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because people can get in touch with you, and then if you don't respond to their text, we are too much in touch with people. 
Yeah. What can we do about these? What can we do because it causes everyone nothing but anxiety and everyone just stares at them too long? Well, I'm so glad that you acknowledge that because it literally is an addiction. We all know that now, Um, but it infiltrates into every aspect of our lives in terms of all relationships. I actually wrote a book about connecting with people. You've written eight books. You've written a book about everything. Your next one is about tearing down buildings. But this one, I'm bringing awareness to the fact that it's called Insta Lovers, digital digital dating DM disasters and love stories. But on Instagram or any text message or any social media app, when somebody slides into your DMs or sends you a text message, we feel like we're supposed to have an instantaneous response. Um, We get taught this through watching the three dots or seeing if it says read or unread. We're supposed to not know that and not care about that. And so just because the app has a function that allows that, I think there's this psychological unconscious programming, if you like, where we think we need to know, but if we were cleverer than the creators, we would understand that there is a sense of freedom in the joy of not knowing what happens next. So this is what I wanna share with you, like whether you're courting someone on a dating app or whatever it is that you're waiting for, get on with your day because it makes you more well emotionally. It changes your physiology because you're not running off cortisol, which is the stress hormone and the adrenaline as a result because that makes you feel stressed when you're considering when are they going to respond? Should I respond again? And it just adds more value to your life because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in that day, which is in alignment with your higher purpose. So that when that person does reply, you actually have more to contribute to that conversation than you did before while you were just waiting for them to contribute to your lives. So I always say, breathe, let it go, move on. And then how cute is the surprise when they finally do reply? And then you can choose to reply when you want to reply too, but we need to just lose attachment to that speed of which we think somebody should be texting in. And, and- the whole thrill of meeting someone in person is gone. So what a lot of people do is you message someone for a few weeks and then it just fizzles out. You never meet the person. Right. So what do you do? Would you call that ghosting? Like, what do you call that? Ah, getting bored. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it just wasn't a part of your life's purpose or journey anymore. And that's okay. See, a lot of people get hung up on like, Oh, they ghosted me. And again, Because when you match on a dating app, there's a psychological programming of like, we matched. And the two photos of yourself come together or there's a boom, like you feel like you've won, just like when you're at the pokey machine and you're like, you won. And I always say, just because you match doesn't mean you're getting married. It doesn't mean anything. It's just another connection. And it's an opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit more by talking to somebody else. So again, lose attachment to the form with which you think you should receive in and then if our paths shall cross and have that carefree attitude, which would be so much healthier for you and so much more attractive for the other person. I also found a term for what happens when the conversation just fizzles out. I was listening to my daughter and my cousin or my niece speak, and they said uh, it turned dry. It turned dry. Okay. That's it a new term. Up. Yeah. It, it just was, yeah, they are dry. So I'm like, what? So I'm trying to write this info down. I'm like, I, I need this info. So yes. that, there you can use that term. Um, I also saw you talking about hashtag team single. Um, that's the team I'm on right now. And tell me cool. what I should do. Because in the last year, I always was, I didn't know it. But now upon viewing it from uh, from afar, I always thought I needed to be around someone. Now, mm-hmm. I like myself so much that I couldn't be bothered to go out there and go through dates and all that stuff. So do I have to change that mindset or is that a healthy mindset to be very comfortable in your own skin and have no problem uh, sitting at home on a Friday night? Dan, if you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. No, I don't. That's why I asked it. But you said you like yourself so much that you can't be bothered. So don't do anything until you can be bothered. I always say love when you're ready, not when you're lonely. You know, love when you feel like flirting. Go on a dating app when you want to have the joy of the flirt fest because that's what it is. It needs to be fun. 
and we shouldn't be on there flirting, connecting, courting and meeting with people unless we're ready for fun, you know, and that joy of the journey of the dating itself, which is the discovery of others and the discovery of yourselves. And yeah, we just need to put, you know, those stigmas behind us about what me, the meaning of singledom is, because it's really, as you say, it can be a great thing. You're enjoying your own company and finally learning to love yourself. So when was your last relationship? Oh, we won't get into my relationships. It's a, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting journey. <laughs> but so then what you're saying is perhaps you're enjoying the time to yourself because yes. you're healing or finding, you know, who you really are and what you really want, which is completely healthy. But having said that, I think that people need to know that they can also still be in a relationship whilst they're healing. You don't have to be single until you make yourself this amazing person. You know, we, we all deserve love whilst we're growing and going through something with someone too. Well, in, in full disclosure, I revealed this on the last podcast. So I mentioned a year that I, I've been happily by myself because in one, I was a one year sober as of like a week or two ago. So oh, congratulations. I did a lot of, I did a lot of self-discovery. So that's yeah. why I think I, well, I don't think I know that's why I became much more comfortable with myself. I love that. I love that for you because, and again, this is what I talked about in my book connected because staying connected is really listening to your body. And we can't do that when we have drugs in our system or alcohol in our system or even medi medicative drugs, they're still drugs. Mm -hmm. It's a disconnect from brain to body. Literally, we're, we're blocking our innate intelligence from connecting to source or a higher part of ourselves. Um, some people call it God. I call it the grand organized design, something that's greater than us that made us because we're all so amazing and how we end up here. And then for some reason we go through pain and humans are so scared of feeling pain. So we just quick, we, we need to mask the pain with whether it's an over-the-counter drug, another drug or alcohol or whatever the addiction is. And it's really important to stay connected because to feel is to heal. Um, and once we work through that, you know, we, we go to another level of evolution. And That's right. You aren't, numbing every, you aren't numbing everything. So important because, you know, I mean, I don't have, you know, ill feelings about pharma and what they've done for us in terms of emergency care and saving lives. But the human race is becoming highly addictive, addicted to pharma. And that is of concern because we're becoming more and more disconnected, um, you know, to each other and our bodies. So um, really important for me as a wellness coach and expert to help people understand how they can feel more connected to their body and learn to feel empowered and understand, you know, so much more about human potential through that. If you were to give a suggestion to a single person, would you say, Yes, do the online dating thing or no, stay away. Definitely do it, which is why I've written the book, hashtag InstaLovers, but be open to the notion that you can meet someone anywhere, anyhow, and that being on the app isn't going to be the be all and end all. It's another tool to your kit of how you meet people because especially people who are like single parents and they can't get out at night because they're with their children or it's a great way to connect with others that you wouldn't normally be able to or somebody who might live in a small town and needs to broaden their reach of where they meet people or somebody who actually lives in a really big city and can't get to meet everyone in every nook and cranny I think it just expands the amount of people that you can reach but there are so many different dating apps now and a lot of them have actually improved in terms of you're able to do a video call with them um, before you meet. And I think that's really important because there are so many people still catfishing um, and so many people allowing no video calls before meeting up or just messaging each other for like ever and still not weeding out the weirdos, which is one of my favourite chapters in the book. You have to check them out on other social media before you just invest all this time. So it's kind of like my third sentence in to verify them. Do you mind if I check out your Instagram or your LinkedIn or can I Google you or whatever? And if the person's like, no, this is weird, then not for you. Because I think the risk is just, it's just not worth it. If someone's open and understanding, yeah, sure, I bet you get this all the time. There are a lot of weirdos out here and have a joke about it. Then you can move forward with that person a little bit more. But be careful not to judge them too, because they might just be nervous. Okay. Um, yeah, 
I watch Catfish all the time. One of my favorite shows. Mine too. I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, you haven't, you've been talking to this person for three years and you've never had a FaceTime with them? What are you doing? I know, right? And then there's that new show on Netflix, the, uh, the Tinder Swindler. I haven't seen that one. Oh my goodness, Annie, you are in for a treat. This guy just took these women for mo- Within one month of meeting them, he was getting them to like get him loans. Wow, he was a clever Tindler swindler. Well, as someone pointed out, he had very good time management skills because he had a lot on the go and he kept it going for a long time. Wow. Okay, that so that's on your that's on your to-do list. That's a crazy psychopath right there, isn't it? Very planned. Yes. Um, oh, you I know what? Question. What? I'll go, no, go ahead because I had a question for you. What's PEI like, Prince Edward Island? Oh, my goodness. It's one of our favorite places on earth. Yeah. It's got red sandy beaches. You've got uh, uh, a lot of our potatoes come from there. You've got the ocean. You've got wonderful people. All Canadians are great, but Eastern uh, Canadians are the salt of the earth. You need wow. to go. And what was the children's fairy tale book that was about that? Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables. You know, it's right. kind of creepy. So they have an Anne of Green Gables house in which the author. Uh, that's where they live, so they based it off of there. So when you go and visit Anne of Green Gables, you tour it around, and they have an Anne of Green Gables character just sitting under a tree, so it's kind of weird, because they don't say anything, but you, like, take pictures of her. You don't don't take pictures with her. She's just sitting under a tree being the Anne of Green Gables character. Wow. Yeah, it's almost like you're in a horror movie. (laughs) That is creepy crazy, and, yeah, like, Wow. Okay, so my first boyfriend ever was from PEI. He and I met in Melbourne when Planet Hollywood first opened. Um, but he used to tell me stuff about it. So I was just like, yeah, always curious about that, that part was of our, Canada. That was our last family trip before the pandemic. Took an RV from Ontario to PEI, and it's a trip we'll never forget because RV what? trips are awesome, but when you end up in PEI or on PEI, it's even better. Wow. And my chiropractor's a good guy. He's from Saskatchewan. You said it right. Of course. <laughs> because most people say Saskatchewan, but it's Saskatchewan. Of course. Yeah. That's I love how you're fanning yourself, just teasing us oh because God. it's about minus 15 here. It is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drop it, Andy. Drop it. Maybe I'm having a hot flush. <laughs> And before I let you go, because I know you're all about healthy eating, I've got uh, kids that are vegetarians, and I have a panic attack every night when they say, Dad, what's for dinner? Because I've run out of options. I've run out of options, Andy. Give me something quick and easy to make these kids. Well, the best thing to do is to actually involve them in the kitchen. They don't want to be involved. They tell you, we trust you. And then I serve something like, yeah, what's this? How old are they? Uh, 14, 11, and one and a half. Yeah. Okay. So that's cute. Okay. So no, seriously, like go to the farmer's market with them one day or just do something where they get excited. It's the about middle eating. of winter here. The farmer's market's closed. <laughs> do you ever take them grocery shopping though? Yeah. But again, they don't want any part of it. They're just like, yeah, they couldn't be bothered. I try this. I say, Hey, let's make really? something all together. Like, cause I'd love to just make pork chops and potatoes and broccoli because I love pork chops. But they want no part of that. So, and they don't like the staples of vegetarian diets like chickpeas and tofu. Right. Okay. So, quick and easy um, vegetarian recipes that I did for my son when he was young. Um, but I always used to like kind of compliment him because boys need so many more compliments than girls do. Like, oh, you're so strong. Oh, you're so clever. Oh, you know, how could I do this without you? And it keeps them going. Trust me, it works. Um, so, and boys never change when they become men. <laughs> Correct. This is very true. But like, for example, um, getting some like corn cracker chips and um, or even flat pita bread if you're not, you know, needing gluten free and roasting that in the oven after you've cut it into sort of, you know, um, triangle pieces. So you're making your own corn chips, but then you get some drained black beans, um, sprinkle that on top with, you know, some tomato um you know, sort of, I, I use actually the one that you would use for a pasta sauce, but without all the preservatives and sugars and stuff like that. So it's a bit of tomato on there. And then, you know, you can put anything from obviously your melted cheese, if you're not doing dairy free, if they're vegetarian, not vegan, 
um, and, you know, avocado salsa on top and just let literally just put that in the oven and have that as a starter while they're getting all crazy. And you can roast all the vegetables that you want, but you need to get them to help you chop up the vegetables and then put beautiful things like rosemary or paprika sprinkled on them. And um, roasted vegetables are a no brainer, you know, and so that's vegetarian. But I have a lot of recipes in all of my books, including like um, a Spanish omelet frittata that I love that my Moroccan grandma taught me how to make. And I use that for not just breakfast, but I would also use it for lunch or dinner. Oh, get in my belly. That looks good. And it's in a pan. It's easy. So okay. I'm all about it. I'm all about easy, quick meals. And I used to be a vegetarian for 16 years, so I know what the kids are going through. Now, Andy, are all your books available on Amazon or should they go to your website, Andy Lou? That's A-N-D-I-L-E-W.com. Yeah, you know what? Do go to my website. For some reason, I've had my books on Amazon for so long and I like never get a sale. I think my account is hacked. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when, yeah. you, when those Canadian sales start coming in, you'll know why. Yes. <laughs> I would look, I would love to connect with you um, if you read my books. Uh, they're an ebook form or printed version. I send it to you with the conversion of the dollar. I think it might be a little bit cheaper, but they're all like half price at the moment and ebooks are nothing. Um, yeah. And otherwise, yeah, just connect with me on Instagram, which is how we connected Dan. Mm -hmm. um, A N D I dot L E W and get entertained and have fun and let's connect. Well, people are going to love Well, they already enjoy you. I know. But you're just like all our other guests that we've had on this podcast. We've only been around. I think this is our yeah, this is our seventh episode, and every guest just brings an energy in which they just are themselves, and that person is just a, a vibrant person full of life. And you are well, one you, of those people. You know how to choose them, right? That's right. Well, I don't want any kids here. <laughs> exactly. We're spreading the love. Oh, I should say that uh, Australia uh, uh, kids. All right. How do you say, do you say PowerPoint or do you say outlet? Like an outlet, you plug something in? Yeah. A PowerPoint is a presentation. An outlet okay, is we, something you plug something in. No, we call it a PowerPoint. And what about, do you call it the boot of the car or the trunk of the car? The trunk. Okay. <laughs> it's an elephant's trunk. Okay. You know what, what about? Do you know what poutine is? Poutine. Poutine. No. Putin is French fries with gravy and cheese curds on top. Whoa, that's a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> it's very good, though. It's very good. <laughs> I see. I see. Do you get Canadian maple syrup down there? Yeah, we do. That's oh, amazing. I have it in my coffee every morning. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Because that's a great sugar alternative, isn't it? It sure is. It's straight from the tree. Mm, I like it. I like it. I drink decaf, so I might try that in my decaf. Ah, no. I go I go big or go home. No decaf in this body. I've got too much energy, in case you haven't noticed. You do have a, <laughs> you do have a lot of energy. And you're very entertaining on Instagram, and I hope people uh, check out your website. Andy, this has been awesome. I'm glad you're the first person I've ever talked to in Australia, not the first Australian I've ever spoke to, but the first person who's actually on the ground in Australia and speaking to them live. And I found you because I slid into your DMs. I know. I didn't want to bring that up. I didn't want to say, hey, I'm kind of kind of <laughs> big deal. She slid into my DMs, but you're like, hey, I want to come on the podcast. I'm like, first off, I hope you listen in Australia and get our Boomsies numbers up because right now yeah. it goes Canada, the UK, and Iran. Those are our number three. Those are our top three countries. Well, now oh, you're sorry. gonna have some Aussies. No, Canada, USA, and then Iran. UK got dropped down to fourth. Okay. Well, you'll definitely have some Aussie friends after this because I'll be sharing the podcast. Perfect. Andy, you're awesome. Thank you, Dan. Andy Lou was our guest live from Australia in beautiful Sydney, Australia. Visit our website at andylou.com. A N D I L E W. We had to kind of edit that interview. If you want to see the full-length interview, any of our previous interviews, that interview, go to the YouTube channel. The full-length thing's there. Or uh, just put in boomsies. It'll pop up. Not boobies. Boomsies. Make sure you visit our underwear 
email boomsies. No, I really messed that up. Email man-made for boomsies. Make sure you visit these guys. We want to support Canadian. Don't go to winners to get your underwear. Go to manmadebrand.com. That's how you do it. I've had so many emails, people saying, my order's in. Their customer service is awesome. I've already got them. I'm like, but you just hit send and you've already got them? Yep. That's, that's good customer service. One last email. Hi, Dan. Last night I had a dream I was talking to you in a bar. We shook hands for about three minutes. I don't know what it meant, but I appreciate your new podcast, but I hope you stop infiltrating my dreams. Unless it does come with merch. Love you. That's from Colin. Sorry for entering your dreams, but those dreams just got better. A long three-minute handshake. I've had those. You're like, when? when's this guy going to let go? Or if you get the the limp handshake, you're like, can we? I, I even say, we need to do that again. I don't want this to be my impression I leave with you because you did a quick grasp. So you only got my fingers and you think I don't know how to shake hands. We're going back in and doing it right. We're not doing a high five. We're doing a proper handshake. Although I've eliminated handshakes from my routine now. I'm fist bumps all the way, baby. Even if you're going with an elbow, I'm fist bumping your elbow. Fist bumps for life. Handshakes. You're done. Manmadebrand.com. You're not done. The opposite. Thanks for listening to Boomsies. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Because they uh, they need those. Oh, if you don't subscribe, then you aren't subscribed. I don't know how it all works, okay? And I think you can tell that from, from uh, what I'm saying here. Just subscribe so we can keep doing this. I really appreciate it. And let me know what I should do with that car. You know, those options I gave you. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.